Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, is your co-host, Jim. I'm so excited to be here. I could do a double asset flip. Oh, and your co-host, Spaz. Oh, so many achievements. So many achievements. Oh. A bit of yeah, it's, a... Not even like, it's not even like Lebowski achievements, either. There <laughs> like some kind of Lebowski achiever application. Get a job, sir. Um, it's a bit Have of... you finally watched it? What? You the finally big, watched it? The Big Lebowski? It? Yeah. Oh, I saw yeah, I've, I've you seen it not... many... No, I saw that years ago. Oh. You must be thinking okay, of another cause, movie. Because last... No, so we brought we were talking about it like maybe it was years ago, and you were like, "No, I haven't seen it." So, it, all right, I'm glad the peer pressure worked. No, I saw it before I even started dating Nicole. I didn't like it the first time I saw oh. it because I didn't get that it's not about the plot; it's about putting these ca- ridiculous characters into ridiculous situations and uh, seeing it's what they do. The marmot. <laughs> it's about the nihilists. Uh, yeah. Folks, a, b- a bit of sad news. Uh, Hunter has decided to uh, step down from being a co-host. It's something he's been mulling over for a while. He's still going to be around the community uh, in charge of our EVE Online Corporation and our Star Trek Online fleet and all that stuff. But uh, he wanted to pursue his own uh, things. So, yeah, it's kind of sad. So... I'll be honest, that kind of threw me off because t- he was the one that chose the topic uh, that we were originally going to do for tonight. And then when he said he was stepping down, it's like, oh, well, we really can't do a topic that he chose because it was his thing. And he, it was I, I wasn't even clear on what he was, you know. So <laughs> it was like, what are we talking about now? So I came up with the idea of talking about asset flips when I was looking at um, – I look at the uh, Steam new releases and what's on Steam.com site every day, multiple times a day, because you have to now. Because someday Steam gets 30, 40 new games. You know, some you days... know it's, had, it's had the opposite effect on me. I've just quit looking. Really? I just, I just quit looking, yeah. That's not it's unfair. Like, That's if, if other people are like talking about something, then I'm like, oh, well, there's a thing. But I, I can't because I used to go to that what's on Steam and I would cruise yeah. down like 10 pages of something looking for a thing that's not crap. And I, I went through like the the whole uh, dilemma of like, oh, my God, somebody has to curate this somehow. We have to sort the crap out. And like I because I hate the thought that somebody actually put you know, like a year or better of their time into making some kind of indie title. And then it, uh, it just like flows off the front page of steam. Like it's going over Niagara falls and it's, and and it's gone. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's drowned out by the crud, you know, and uh, steam in their last update seemed to have done some things to uh, make the triple a stuff much more prominent on the front. But I think that there are some things that are, like really popular good games that didn't make the front page yeah. like Yakuza zero. How the hell did that not get on the front page? You know, I mean, that's, I didn't even that, know that came out off, until you guys started talking about it. Yeah. First off of, of the six plus games in the Yakuza series, Yakuza zero is uh, almost unanimously considered the best one. Um, and, and it's like for that to come out on steam, that's like when we got Bayonetta, 
You know, it's, it's like, well, who missed that? You know, it's, it's goofy that that wouldn't show up on the front page because that that's a major thing. Uh, Yeah. And it just, it never made it or I never saw it. I, I must have blinked. But, you know, it was you, crazy. Very, you, looked very possible. At, you looked at ten thirty three AM. It was up there at ten thirty one. Yeah, or maybe or maybe because I pre ordered it that Steam decides, well, you don't need to see these things that you've pre ordered. Honest to God, I wish that Steam would just omit everything I already own. Like why are you showing me things and then telling me that I own it? Uh th- there's a reason why. Like because you can buy games as gifts for friends. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's yeah. the main reason why. And it actually helps because, hey, we've done that before. We bought gifts for each other, you know, games that we want to play. So that totally works. Yeah, that's true. But it's like it's in my library if I need to find it or something. But yeah, okay. But yeah, if it's in I your guess- library and you have over a thousand games, you're not necessarily going to check whether or not it's on sale in order to buy it as a gift for a friend. Yeah, and Hunter mm. was screwing around with this thing called Play Night, and I haven't messed with it yet. But it's it's basically uh, have have you seen uh, there's there's some main front ends like uh, Hyperspin, right? Where yeah. it basically makes a jukebox out of all your stuff. Well, this is like a hyperspin, but it's not just for retro games. It actually browses your whole Steam library, and it will show all that, and it will show your origin games, and it shows like anything on your PC that's a game. And uh, it goes out. It, they they run a database. Apparently, it goes out, gets thumbnails, you know, for the game, and like the you know the description text and stuff. Because that's another thing I hate in Steam is like I'm scrolling down a list of games. And I could click on the game, but it doesn't really describe what the hell the game is. It's just got like, yeah, here's the last couple updates or whatever. And it's like, I can't remember what the hell this game is. Could I, could I see a screenshot? Cause it would sometimes it's, it's like, I see a screenshot of something and it's like, Oh, that looks amazing. And then I, I go to the store page and I realize, Oh shit, it's already in my library. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's like, but if I was looking by name, I would have had no idea. Um, and and that's happened before where I've had to hunt for a while. You know, it's like, damn, what was that called? You know, and it's it's like something that I got like six months ago and I cannot find it again. Yeah, I know. And yeah. I've, so I've, so I've the, taken this hype, to, sorry, I've taken to looking at my um my the my uh, account page on Steam, like, oh yeah, I bought that a week ago. I should play that. <laughs> yeah. So maybe maybe what we need is an application that just takes your old games that you haven't played in a while and then sticks them up on like a storefront and you and you like you don't even have to buy them. It's like, hey, here's crap you already own. And then you look down. Oh, hey, that's new from like a year ago. I don't need to spend twenty dollars. on that new. I don't need to spend twenty dollars on that new thing because I have a thing here that I bought and didn't even touch. Oh, well, the, what is the statistic? It's around 70% of games that people buy on Steam don't get played. The, I mean, yeah. it sits in the library unplayed. And whether that's because of bundles or because of sales and then people just forget. <laughs> it could be a mix of the of those factors. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily pin it on any one thing. Yeah, yeah. So I I had a purge of the library because I went through and there's a bunch of stuff that has ended up in my account, either through bundles or whatever, you know, where where it's just like, oh, this is bullshit and it's never going to get played. 
because it's it's just not worth my time. And I just went through and I started like doing the hide thing, you know, like stick them off somewhere else. And then f- I, I was just like, you know, I don't even care about my numbers anymore. So I was like mass selecting this stuff and doing the remove from my library, just like eject, go away. Like I never knew you. I mean, you and, can permanently remove stuff. Yeah, that's what I did. I was just getting rid of it. And that way, like I have a I have a hidden list and that's stuff I'm hanging on to, but I just don't want it in the mix, right? It's like when right. I want it, I'll go get it. I know where it's at. Um, but I'm I'm just trying to take the noise out of my library. And and I think maybe this play night thing might help. Um, the other thing is I wish that my number one wish really is that the tags that are on a game in the storefront would come into mm. the library. So if I search for flight sims in my library, it should show them. Well, and that's what setting categories is for. Yeah, but I have to do that per game and I have Yes, like, you do. <laughs> it's so it's, no. It's it's frustrating. I mean, there's that thing called um depressurizer which really helps with that, but still like my my well, list can it of, inject can it inject it into Steam? Does it edit you, the once you, Yeah, once you turn you have to close Steam um so it'll save it and then you restart it. But yeah, you can with this program called Depressurizer, you can totally categorize you can like categorize dozens of games in one shot easily. It's Excellent. it'll actually do auto categorization auto categorization based on tags too, I think. Um, which is kind of a mess. I tried that once and it was all over the place. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that program is really handy. Um, so yeah, folks, it's called depressurizer. You can't use it while steam is running. You got to turn steam off. Um, but once you restart steam and you have a nice, more well-organized, uh, set of folders and categories it's just so much easier to deal with oh that's that's happening right now while we're talking now now, to be fair you can select more than one game in your library and then do a set categories on that whole group if you really want to do that if you got you know 10 15 games you just bought and you want to put them in a category of hey play these next you can totally do that And while we're talking about obscure games and stuff versus AAA stuff, I, I want to drop a, a thing. And it has nothing to do with space games, but it's a super popular game right now, Monster Hunter World. Um, came out for the PC last week, and I have fought that game every night for three to five hours trying to figure out what the disconnect issue is. And we thought that – it because remember Steam did that update to the UI – and like changed how the look of your friends list is and stuff. If you edit the the shortcut that launches Steam and you put a space dash no friends UI friends with an S UI, it reverts Steam back to the old version of the friends list in the overlay. Just pro tip for anybody that hates the new thing. I don't mind it, but whatever. But something is going on in this Capcom game that. Uh, maybe Denuvo was not given the memo about the new Steam update or something, but something is actually attacking the process of the Steam friend list, crashes it, which Steam reloads it, right? What? So you'll watch your whole friend list turn blank for about 10 seconds, and then it pops back online. And then you get like a bunch of notifications that pop up, like all your friends are playing a game, 
you know. Um, and when that happens, about one in ten times, if you're in a mission with friends, it'll eject you out of the mission, right? Now, the, the bitch of this is we're fighting the one of the hardest bosses that we've seen yet. It's definitely not the hardest one in the game. I mean, it's like the third one, but it's this thing is a bitch, right? Because you have to grind a lot to get the equipment to deal with it. And and he require it's a technical fight, right? And if you screw up, you're dead. When if you join my game, it doubles his hit points. If Spaz joins the game, now there's three of us, it triples his hit points, right? Because it keeps it a fair fight, right? Um, if you get ejected out of my game, his hit points don't scale back down. So if you get knocked out, I'm screwed. I'm a, I need to exit the mission and you can't rejoin my game. Once you're out, you're out. I have to like restart the game to get you back in. So not good. Right. So I've, I've, we, we, I was running like a bunch of system internal tools, like process monitor. And I, and I'm like cooking like megs and megs of process logs and I'm watching, you know, what gets killed off. Cause like I'm an IT guy this is what I do at work. So now I'm troubleshooting like server process crap at home. Uh, you know, it's like, wow, I'm not getting overtime for this, but you, you can thank me Capcom. Um, but anyway, so I'm watching the whole process list and I'm trying to figure out like what is murdering off the steam process because it uses steam to connect you to its server. And then its server does the peer to peer negotiations between people. Right. And if you go on Steam right now, this thing, like, w- the player count was pushing 300,000 last night. Right. This is not an unpopular game, but everybody is just like screaming in, in the uh, discussions, like, oh my God, what's going on? I can't complete a mission. You know, we all get disconnected. Like, everybody that's trying to play co op is It's mixed that. right now, is it not? Yes. Yeah. It dropped, it was at like a 46% or something last that I looked. And uh, and this game should be like uh, uh, overwhelmingly positive because if you're playing it single player, it is really good. Um, some people are like yelling about it being a bad port. Well, there's some things, right? Like the mouse control, they emulated a gamepad thumbstick with the mouse. So it's more like when you move the mouse, it treats that as if you're leaning a thumbstick. And if you stop moving the mouse, it recenters it kind of thing. So it feels a little weird. But if you turn the mouse sensitivity up to about 70%, it doesn't matter. It feels okay, right? But then I just I ended up going back to just playing it with a gamepad because the inventory management stuff's a little easier. It was designed for a gamepad, so it's got a little console-itis. The bad part is if you want to join my game, it's it's totally convoluted, right? So you have to walk up to a message board, and you hunt for an online session and friends session, and then you'll see me and you join my session and then you have to go back to the message board, post a quest. And then I have to go to a message board, like run around the town, right? I run up to a message board and then I look for quests, join a quest. And then I'll see the one that you posted. And then I say, okay, I'm going to join that quest. And then I'm preparing and it lets you know, you're preparing but we both have to be like at a message board to do it. And then it'll launch us off on the thing as opposed to a PC game. That's designed for this, like Warframe where it's like, you can be anywhere doing anything. And I send you an invite and it pops up and you hit accept and we go. 
so this console thing is strange, right? And that's kind of frustrating a lot of people, but it's like, once we figured it out, it, we've been doing so many hours of it. It's just become second nature at this point, but it's really a bad design and should never have come over to the PC that way. Um, and then there's a video out there and I, I sent the guy a tweet, right? Because I, w- I was like, I want to commend you on your restraint in not titling this something like this game is dead terrible port what killed monster hunter <laughs> right and it, it instead he titled it like uh the best settings for monster hunter for pc right because that's what it is and he goes through and, and he says okay i turned i turned the plant detail down to this and i turned it up and then i turned it down to the lower setting and here's my frame rate count and it and it only did like three frames a second don't worry about that thing and he goes through it but then he's showing a a side-by-side video of here it is on the Xbox and here it is on the PlayStation, right? So on the native platform, the PlayStation, it looks like this. And then the Xbox, some things actually even look better, right? Cause it's a more powerful piece of hardware. And then he shows the PC next to it. And there's some omissions in there that it like, it wouldn't bother me really. It's just the fact that you can see it side by side with the Xbox. And it's like, well, on the Xbox, when the dinosaur is walking through the water, you see its legs reflected in the surface of the water and on the PC, it's just not there. And it's like, wow, why not? Because the Xbox and the PC are kind of the same thing. So I don't understand why it's like wildly different code that's going on there, but it's, it's probably something that'll get fixed in a NVIDIA driver or get something. Right. Um, but, but it, it was an oddity, right. But I'm not outraged about that. It's the connection issue that's killing me. So then we start forward and ports because we did the, the no friends UI and man, we played for like five hours and nobody disconnected and we thought, Oh my God, that's it. Got it. So I went on steam and I posted like, Hey, community here's the fix you know we've tested this out it worked great for like five hours and then we come back the next day and it's like crash 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 <laughs> and it's like oh god no oh, joy yeah so it was like so then i gotta go back on steam and eat crow it's like sorry yeah this isn't it it helped but it didn't cure it and then i'm i'm looking at like what ports the thing opens and the you know i'm forwarding ports in my router and but the thing is it's like I have to forward ports. Dan's got to forward them. Crate's got to forward them. We all have to be in sync. And then we can actually have a legit test with three of us to see if it's going to drop or not. So we got it to the point where we can run certain kinds of missions against the same monster, right? And we don't crash. We can play through the whole mission. But if we play the story mission that I need to complete to advance and the other guys have done it, I can't get it done. Right. So I'm trying to play it with them. We'll get it, these are not trivial fights, man. We're like maybe 40 minutes into fighting this thing. And then one of us will get kicked out. And, and it's like, oh, my God, I can't. Yeah, it's a party it, wipe at that point. Yeah, it's a party wipe if, if one person's connection drops. So, you know, and, and it's to the point now where it's like I fire up Wireshark and I'm doing like TCP packet capture. And, and I'm watching the communication between my game and the server and, you know, and it's like, oh, my God. And I still, after like all that data collection, I still can't pinpoint what's doing it. So it's got to be something. I think what the deal 
is, and I went back, I looked for disconnect issues and stuff. Back on the PlayStation, back in February when this thing first came out, they were having disconnect issues like this on the PlayStation. And it's like, oh, well, that ain't my PC. And that's not Steam. And that's not Denuvo. And that's not, you know, any of the other things that we've been chasing after. That's Capcom's crap. So, and I would say, well, okay, great. Except that it's not universal because we do have some friends who cannot reproduce it no matter what they do. They can play for hours and hours and they don't drop. And, and it's like, why are you guys magic and we're cursed? I don't understand. But anyway, I'm just saying I've put a lot of effort into this game. <laughs> like it's worth, it's, it's worth it. Right. Whenever it works, it's freaking amazing. Um, but I don't think right now is the time to buy it. If you want to play a co-op. Yeah. However, that said, there's a game on Steam. It's called Tukidin 2. It is What is it? Tukidin, T-O-U-K-I-D-E-N. It's Monster Hunter, but you fight Japanese demons, Oni. And it's a little more anime looking, but it is a Monster Hunter game. It's it's very very close to this. I would say the performance is way better. It looks better and the multiplayer just works. So if you want to play Monster Hunter co-op right now, go get Tukidin 2 because that game is hella good. It's um, if you ever saw that like, one was on like uh, PS4 previously or yeah. in the support. Yeah, this is a port to PC, but it's a good port. It's yeah, mostly, actually a, a damn po- fine port. Mostly positive reviews. People are saying it's working yeah. pretty well. It hasn't been updated in a while, but hey, whatever. If it, it works, it doesn't need it. It doesn't it need just it. Works. Yeah. It's yeah. older, too. It's um, been out for a while, actually. Yeah. So the lowest price that I've ever seen it at was like 35 bucks on the Steam sale. And it's, what is it at now? Like 60, 50 something? It's, it's not cheap, right? They still yep. sell it. Apparently, as a it's lowest but price a lot of people, was $30 on Green Man Gaming oh, okay. once. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Green Man. Green Man it's never ceases to impress me with how steeply they can discount something. I don't Them and don't Fanatical have just been made. them and Fanatical have just been knocking it out of the park lately. Well I've Damn. never I have not understood how it is that when a game is a new release, because you do the majority of your sales pre release and then the first two weeks, right? That's that's your shot and then it's done. So why would you put a fifty percent discount on your game? On day one, that seems ludicrous. And yet, there have been games that have come on Green Man. It's a sixty dollars game, and then it's like, oh, thirty five bucks on Green Man. What? <laughs> I just I don't understand the business thing behind that. I, I guess it's like people that were on the fence, maybe or something. Uh, I don't. You know, it it just I don't get it. I don't understand what would motivate somebody to sell their product half off on day one. It's zany. I, so, I'm wondering anyway. if they'll sell more copies that way and it'll just be a net gain regardless. You know? Yeah, but those are the same people that would wait six months and then pick it up. You know? I mean if you're if you're if if you're set on like, man, I'm gonna wait for like forty percent off or whatever. And yeah. May maybe there should be like a, a service that's like that where I can put <laughs> a price on a game and just tell it to auto buy it, right? It's it's like, hey, this game when it hits thirty bucks, buy it. It's like putting a it's like putting a buy order on the stock market. 
know? Well, you'd have to really <laughs> trust someone. You'd have to really trust someone with your financial information. At that oh, point. oh, yeah. I mean, it, it I, I don't be, know if I would. To be honest, it, with it, you. well, honestly, it would be more like a Steam feature, right? Where yeah. I can I can set things on my wish list to auto purchase. At a certain, nobody would do that, but I would. Um, but I, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I would because it's like if I'm not paying attention and it saves me having to go to Steam, you know, because I get that email. It's like something on your wish list is on sale. I'm not going to tell you what because I want you to come here and look at all the things on your wish list. Open the email, uh, sucker. The find out which yeah, exactly. find out which game like, is on sale. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, like a wh- like a win back email. Right. Which of the hundred plus things on your wish list are on sale? And in the email, it shows twenty something of them. A hundred? You're adorable. That's no, so I know. Cute. My, my wish list is a lot larger than that. Right? But oh, the God. average person, maybe one hundred, maybe maybe a hundred. Yeah. Uh, I keep mine pretty low because oh. it's only thing I'm super serious. I don't I, put like someday maybe. I, it's like no, this is and and I use it more for tracking like ending yeah. releases. Like Genesis yeah. Alpha One, that's mm. on the wish list because oh, I, I want to be reminded. Like, that oh yeah, moved. that came out today. Bang. Did you see that? Got and you know, back, and though? you know, no, I didn't. Oh, yeah, twenty nineteen. Sorry. On, wait. What? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. They just really? announced it. Oh. Yeah, sorry, oh, it just announced. God. But you well, know what? Okay. There's so much okay. else to play, dude. There's so much yeah, else dude, to play. You got plenty of time. Seventeen alone is dropping like three, three big games. Right. Well, it would it would be three. They pushed that one back, but still, like two other ones that are fairly large releases, and and it's just like, damn, Team Seventeen, <laughs> are you yeah. a publisher or a developer now? It's it's like, how many games can you work on at once? A lot, apparently. Uh, it's yeah. funny we, uh, to go back to Monster Hunter World real quick. Uh, Chatham's over on Twitch says someone on their friends list is constantly starting and stopping that game. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> that's exactly oh, why oh man and if you watch their friends list you'll just see them like bounce offline like all your friends just bloop, gone and then they come back and then the game tells you could not connect a session that's insane and then you're alone yeah oh it's bonkers man it's it's just not good Did- and the only thing i can think dude they they held that game back eight months right and they said no no what? this is not a console exclusive deal because it, it came out on the consoles in February. They're like, this is not a console exclusive thing. Sony did not tell us to hang on to it or whatever. We just want to make sure that the PC port is perfect. So we're going to hang on to it as long as it takes to just perfect this thing because we want the PC experience to be optimal. And then it comes out and it's got like missing textures and shit. And then like at worse server crash bug than what the PlayStation release had eight months ago. So the the only thing I can think is that they were woefully underprepared for the number of simultaneous clients because they have like 300,000 people connected to that thing. It's it's huge. Yeah, right? a lot of excitement for it. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, justifiably. So absolutely. But but the thing is, I don't think their servers can handle it. And at that point, if you're them, do you say, well, this will only last for like a couple weeks anyway. And then the normal pattern is that, you know, half of this many people will be playing it anyway. Um, so do we really want to invest in enough server infrastructure to hold all this? And then it'll be half empty in a, in a month. 
or do we just like ride this out and people will forget or whatever? So, you know, and if it was that, if they just came out and said, Hey, you know what? Yeah. There's too many of you people. You like this game too much. So, you know, sorry, but this will even out, you know, and we're working on it, but they just need to acknowledge it. Right. Just say, Hey, look, you know what? It's us. It's not you. Stop troubleshooting your machines. Stop like, <laughs> you know, doing packet traces and stuff and trying to fix our crap because it's us. Mm. So, you know, sorry, but we just, we're not, we were not prepared for how amazingly, you know, rabid our fan base is. Thank you so much. Well, I'm gonna, and I'm gonna, everybody would be like, all is forgiven. Well, I'm going to tell you, long. um, Digital Dawn Studios over on YouTube said that the way you were describing how multiplayer works in Monster Hunter World is how they've uh-huh. done it in pretty much every game. And they would act... He, yeah, he would apparently dislike it if they changed that. So, well, once you're used to it, right? Yeah, I mean, once you're like used soft. to it, it's probably fine. But it does sound convoluted as... It, it is definitely not... It is not the direct way of doing it on PC. So... They could have skipped a bunch of that crap and been fine. The other thing that it's weird about this, right, is you can have a set, you can have a session with up to sixteen people in it, but you can only have four people join a mission and go out in the field together. So it's almost like they they go on their own missions. So they split off and go do whatever. And it's like, well, why do you have to hold sixteen for that? Because we could just get a party of four. Just do four, yeah. Why do you need sixteen? Or do it, or do it like Guild Wars, where there's like a town, right? And people run around in the town, and then whenever you want to go to a quest together, you know, you get four people. You walk over to the door, and bang, you're gone. Um, Other game that does that really well is uh, that dungeon game, Heroes and Heroes and whatever it was. You know what I'm talking about, Spaz? We played it. What? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that game does the same thing. There's a town that's like a hub, right? And it, and it's like being in a Warcraft city. Oh, is but it? Then whenever you go into a dungeon, King? you sit down at the bar. Kings King, and heroes. Kings that's and right. heroes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I need to circle back and see how that thing was doing. Didn't did um, it get released? It did, but that didn't mean they're done with it. I think they just were like, okay, we're gonna just end early access now. And continue to develop it. <laughs> you know, it's like it's still. That, I think early access is like alpha, and then full release is beta. At this point, I I don't I don't know. It, it's, it depends it's, on the game. I mean, some are more and, done than others when they actually get out of early access, and then the rest of it is just no yeah. major updates necessary, but patching. You know, whatever yeah. bugs come up. But you know what games don't burden us with early access. They're just straight releases as asset flips, man. Yeah, they 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 release like, and and they don't even patch. It's great, and you get all the achievements, and then you never have to look at it again. It's wonderful. I'm just looking at Kings yes. and Heroes. It hasn't been up just real quick. It hasn't been updated in almost a year. Oh really? Um, wow. There's the forums on fire. There's a there's a post from May about what they're doing, but. Eh. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's got a lot of potential. You know, it's it's a it's kind of a cool thing if it would continue. Uh, honestly, if it had the right developers behind it or they had the right funding or I don't know what it would take, right? But that game it's starting out now, it reminds me of how Warframe was 5 years ago, right? Mm. Where it's just like, okay, you get four people and you jump into this randomly created spaceship 
interior, but it's a dungeon, right? It's corridors, like uh, basically the tile set, right? And they just roll some dice, and it's like, here's the layout that we just generated, and then run to the end of it and kill stuff on the way. And that game does the exact same thing, right? So it's like Dungeons and Warframe, and I would be completely down for that. They just need to really look at Warframe and say, we need to make this Dungeons and Warframe and just own that and do it, which uh, that that's the thing that kills the, um, the, uh, uh, that 40 K thing with the rats. Um, Vermintide. The name of that is. Vermintide. Thank you. There's like so many 40 K games. And I can't remember the name, but yeah, Vermintide. That's the, the only thing that keeps me from, from playing Vermintide is the map never changes. If they randomly generated the layout of the levels, it would not get old. You know, and I mean, Space Hulk kind of has that as well, right? But Space Beast Terror Fright, on the other hand, is always a random level. Yeah, and because it's great you can, for that. You, well, you can also set up the seeds that you want to use for that. So yeah. you, you kind of know what you're getting into. I also yeah, think and I, that, I love that idea for a co op game. You can just well, play it and play it and play it. Let's not forget Deep Rock Galactic, which seems to be doing yep. all of that stuff right. Yeah, why are we not playing that? No, like yeah, we now. need to put that back on Let's the calendar. The I will. I'll put. I will. <laughs> I'll put it back on the calendar for next month. But anyway, folks, yeah, we were sorry. What? Oh, I was just. I was just going to gush about Deep Rock some more. Have you played it lately? Yeah, I, I played a couple. I played a level. Massive updates. I played a level or two just by myself with a little drone they give you now, and just, just damn. Just, oh, but that was like a month and some ago. I'm talking recently. Like, holy shit. That's a, a every time I load it up, it's like a new game. Uh, it's just like, damn, they changed everything. And yeah, it was it was hella fun. I dropped in with some random people and they got the voice chat working and stuff now. And we we're, you know, like talking and, and everybody was like quite chill and cooperative and stuff. And it was great. And it, it's rare. Like whenever you play a game, and you get thrown in with a bunch of random people. And then it's like, okay, we finished the mission. And then you kind of like split up, right? And then join another random group or whatever. No, man, we stuck together for like two hours. It, it was just like, cool, man, we kicked ass. Let's keep this, you know, let's keep it going. And we just ran like four missions back to back. Yeah. It was great. Uh, and, yeah. and that's a super rarity in, in a, both community and just the game itself, you know, that you want to actually stick together with some random people that you just met. But they were super cool. So I've I've added it to the Thursday night calendar. It doesn't look like it'll be in there till October, but that's okay. We got plenty of other good games to play. We'll get yeah. around to it. Yeah, we'll and, and if, a friend of mine, she uh, she's one of the moderators for uh, their Discord. Oh, okay. And they and they update it regularly. Like they've been updating it regularly through early access. They, which they is probably nice. update it too much. They no, they're really. They're working their asses off on that game, um, and it's great. And it's dwarves in space. That's so like, you can't get better than that. But yeah, well, but if, you, if your hesitation, well, oh, if no. your hesitation is like, well, it's a four-player game, and I don't have any friends that have it. Don't worry about it. Like randoms yeah, they, in that game are not randoms in other games. Well, not only These that, but cool. if and you want to play solo, yeah, it can play it solo because they give you a drone that'll obey your commands. That's actually really competent. Anthony they should Tuff. give you a Wookiee, actually, and then you'd be solo with the Wookiee. Uh. Oh, uh. oh, oh. oh, boy. I just saw t- um, 
side note, we uh, went to the Hollywood Bowl and saw Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back played with the I was shocked uh, that they film. don't actually bowl there. <laughs> like, what is that about? Uh, there probably is a Hollywood bowling alley of some type. Like, Sally, It's not in Hollywood, though. Well, sadly, the one in Big Lebowski doesn't exist anymore. That got torn down several years after the movie. Um, Terrible. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's a, it's it's a sadness a, to both movie lovers and googie, ar- googie architecture lovers. Right. But uh, the, bowl's been ar- the, the bowl's been around since, I think, the 20s or the 30s. It's just been around for so long. And it's funny, when you watch the original trilogy as an adult after seeing it a thousand times, you're like, wow, this is really stupid. Like, why did I like this so much? So much of this is just dumb. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love Star Wars a lot, but there's a lot of stupid crap in there. Just a lot of stupid crap in there. Which one did you see? Uh, Star Wars and Empire, the two best movies oh, in yeah. the entire series. Well, and there's still know, so much stupid in there. There's okay, still- so so this I, I had said before, but I'm going to repeat it for the sake of our audience and also because I think I'm a clever bastard for thinking of it. Um, I, I watched Empire again, right? Mm-hmm. But... I watched Empire in the post-Disney era, right? Like, after all of the stink that has gone on for years and and my disappointment at the things that have been done with that franchise. And it, it's like, I can, I can choose to watch it with my childhood innocent glasses on, right? And re-experience whatever. But if I watch it and I and I just look at it as a movie. Like, you know, let's pretend I'm seeing this for the first time. I'm just like, this is retarded. So (laughs) there's, there's this kid who can't really act and he's having a conversation about Zen Buddhism with a goblin puppet. And, (laughs) you know, it's just like, this is dumb as shit. Like I, I would look at like a kid's movie today and be like, this is stupid. But, but oh my god, that's Star Wars. That's sacred, though. But it's, if you actually put them side by side, they're both stupid. They are, and but it's, and it's a and it's a rubber goblin discussing the Force. The sad thing was yeah. after we saw those movies, Nicole was like, "We got to watch Return of the Jedi to finish it out." I'm like, "Do we though?" She's like, "Yeah, we do." God damn it! Because I hate the Ewoks. I hate them so much. I, you, no, so, you just have to. You just have to relax. So much. It, dude, if you if you had played the Ewok hunt stuff in Battlefront, oh, then you have a new respect we, for Ewoks. We oh, did. did we okay. did. We did. Uh, I think the okay. first or second time we played Battlefront, and it was so much fun killing as many of them as I could. Oh well, are God. you talking about Battlefront? No, no he's, Battlefront he's talking or, about the original. Um, oh, no, no. I'm talking about the new Battlefront 2 oh. when oh, they the put new the one. Ewok thing in, and it's, and it's a horror movie. What? Because there, you're like, yeah, you're a couple of stormtroopers, and you're trying desperately to get to the shuttle and get off the planet. Have you played Left for Dead? It's yeah. Left for Dead with Ewoks instead of zombies. What? And and you're in you're in the dark in the forest, and you have what? a shitty flashlight. <laughs> and, and, and remember that and Ewoks everybody Ewoks uh, would well kill and eat you. <laughs> that's that's kind of the point. They are going to get yeah. eaten, right? Um, yeah, Jedi. Right. Little cannibals. So, yeah. Right. So did you ever see the movie Trilogy of Terror? And it had the no. Zuni fetish doll and it was chasing the okay. 
<laughs> That's your homework. Go watch the, the trilogy I, of terror no. Zuni fetish doll. No. <laughs> oh, it was a terrible movie. It had Karen Black in it in the seventies. Anyway, so she gets her she gets her boyfriend like this this little uh it's called a Zuni fetish doll, right? And it's supposed to have like the spirit of a of a witch doctor trapped in the doll. And it's got a little tag on it, like don't ever take the chain off because that's what binds the spirit, you know. And of course the chain falls off. So then she's being chased around by this this little like voodoo doll with a giant butcher knife that is picked up from the kitchen. <laughs> and it's like, she, it's hunting her in her own house and like stabbing the knife under the door and stuff. And yeah. Oh God, it's funny. Cause it is, it is like the shittiest little puppet and they made it terrifying just because it's fast and it's full of teeth and it's got a giant knife. And that's what these Ewoks are like. And, and you're in the dark and there's just Ewoks with knives and and like rope traps and crap and you'll be walking along and one of the guys in the group's just like bah! and he's gone like oh the darkness came and took him oh god <laughs> you know yeah man it's like oh, it's like oh, the no. predator is hunting you except there's 50 of them and they're little furry oh god <laughs> devils oh man it, yeah watch a video on youtube i don't think it's actually in the game anymore because they rotate those modes now what? and it rotated out like the last time we went to play it uh, but yeah, just look up a YouTube video. Ewok I will. That sounds wonderful. That sounds crap. amazing, it's, actually. Yeah, and then at that point, you're just like Ewoks are some scary shit. Like, think about the Battle of Endor, right? Being a stormtrooper on the receiving end of that crap, it's like we're here. We have like high tech plasteel armor, and, and they're have, killing like, us with logs. Walker robots, and they're killing us with logs and spears and shit, right? So how savage are these little assholes, right? And and in that mode, you're in the dark, <laughs> and there is Ewoks I, everywhere. I just think of yeah. that that picture of a koala that when it's wet, you know, it looks like it's like koalas dry are really cute. A koala wet is like the most terrifying little fucking thing, forking thing. That's a, I'm trying that's to an picture. That's a that's an app description. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, that's what it reminds me of. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so w- watching Star Wars once the magic is broken is not as good as watching Star Wars before the magic was broken. Should we even talk about as- acid flips? We haven't even, it's 45 minutes in, we haven't even touched it. So why are we even going to bother? I'm desperately trying to avoid it. Let's um, not even bother then. Uh, folks, we were going to talk about acid you know flips because I we saw have, one the other day. We have asset flipped the asset flips and we, pushed we, them off we, the front we, we have asset flipped this podcast. It was. <laughs> we have gained an achievement. <laughs> oh, oh achievement! Most useless podcast. Uh, that's kind of a double negative, but no, that's not a double negative. But it's kind of contradictory. I would yeah, just say, like, well, most I'm a space useless. game junkie. I've talked about Monster Hunter for an hour. It's cool. Well, I mean, space, I but. again, I got thrown. I couldn't think of a topic. I had a really busy weekend, and and we, we, it sounded like we all had a busy weekend. And again, my hard drive died, so that was fun. So uh, I lost all my games. That was great. Um, so it's just been a very busy time, and so it's like, what do we talk about? Maybe Let's talk about the Witcher role playing game. The, the, the also the, not a space game. The so the I found what? out. The what? Yeah. So okay. So Artal Saurian Games, who are the fine people who made Cyberpunk 2020 back in the mm-hmm. day. Um, so it's kind of a cross deal, right? So their property, Cyberpunk 
is being now made into an RPG by CD Projekt. And then CD Projekt is helping them make a pen and paper role-playing game of The Witcher. Really? Which is amazing. Yeah, I just heard about this. I mean, maybe I'm like sleeping under a rock or something. No, I've never heard of this. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, and, and Talsorian games, they, they're great. It's amazing. Like, I, I really had a great love of cyberpunk and Mekton. Oh, God, Mekton. Uh, have, you, have you ever seen Mekton? It's like, it's like uh, if you took Battletech, but then you said, you know what? I want to be Voltron, and I want to be made out of five lions. And is there rules for that? Yes, there is. It's on page 26. You know, oh my yeah, god! It's totally, it. it's a it's an anime giant robot role playing game. Totally. So you make a pilot and you make your robot and then you know commence to Voltron out. Beautiful. Um, oh, I'm gonna look for this. They've done, yeah, they they've done multiple. Uh, god, I had like the th- the first three versions of it I bought and never actually really got to play it because nobody in the hobby shop that I was hanging around was, you know, it's like, well, here's Battletech, right? And you don't have to RP that. You just roll dice and kill each other. So we were kind of doing that. But uh, I just loved having it and reading through the rule system and stuff because it was just very well done. I thought, like, the the other anime mecha game from back then was uh, Palladium Games, Robotech. Uh which I didn't think was quite as good, you know, from a mechanics point of view and stuff. Cause they just said, okay, well it's mega damage. That means it's times a hundred, right? So if a robot does one point of damage to a human, that means it's a hundred point, a hundred points of damage in your grease spot. It's like, oh, okay. So they, it, it's kind of like D and D and then it scales up and it's actually from straight out of their palladium uh, fantasy role playing, which was, I think their first game which was a D&D clone. It, it was just like, we have some different ideas about dice mechanics, but other than that, it's kind of D&D. Um, yeah. I'm still waiting on Skyrim's of Jeroen to come out with an official D20 conversion. That'll never happen. I'm but, trying to find the book you know. on eBay, and there's a billion books. Um, there is some source book stuff, but, they, but remember, there's like multiple versions, and then there's supplements for... And stuff. I think I, Mekton Zeta was the last one that I had. I don't know where it's gone beyond that. I can, I can Google it. Gundam Senki and then Mekton Zeta Zero is apparently in the works. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was basically Mike Pondsmith, who's the guy that wrote this. Um, he decided, like, uh, I'm really super into Mobile Suit Gundam. And I need to make, uh, you know, some kind of a D and D Gundam game, and this is it. Uh, and it's from, wow, 1984. So I was 14 when that came out. So it was prime time for for young me. Yeah, I'm gonna look up. But yeah, so 80, 84 that came out. Um, he started Artal Saurian Games in 85, and then the second edition was 86 which is the first one that I own. Um, Cause the first, the first edition was like a white box thing, like original D and D, you know how it was like a white box, very limited thing. Um, but then, yeah. So apparently it's now uh, like a hundred page rule book. It started out as like 32. 
So it has expanded quite a bit. Um, and then, uh, oh, so then, okay. So there, there is Mecton and then Mecton two, which I had, and then Mecton Zeta, which was in 94. And was there anything else after that? Let's see. So there's a tech book, which is the MacBook technical, the Mecton technical system, um, which I remember because that also had the spaceship rules in it. So if, if you wanted to make like uh, star star blazers, uh, you know, like the Yamato and we're going to play a campaign in star blazers and we're going to fly around in the Yamato and blast shit with our wave motion gun. Yeah, totally do it. The rules are right there. Um, yeah, it was great. So Mecton empire actually was more of a source book, which, which was like, you know, here's the world to play in kind of to instead of just beating robots up, it was more like here, let's give you a world or something that way. You know, if you don't want to like, uh, ape your favorite anime or whatever, we'll give you like an alternate setting, whatever. Um, Jovian Chronicles was like straight up Gundam stuff. Yeah, I, I like buying role-playing game books. I don't... There's no yeah. way I can run a game oh, anymore. Oh, this, this is this right. is interesting. So, Jovian Chronicles was actually uh, created by DreamPod 9. Oh, God, yes. Which DreamPod 9 heavy then gear. made Heavy Gear. Oh. Yeah. Which mm. is so, my there, f- there you have the genesis of Heavy oh, Gear. It came out of Mecton. That's my favorite role-playing system ever. That and uh, yeah. Fading Suns. Oh, shit. No, there's a book that I hadn't seen now, and this is going to cost me money. So it's Starblade Battalion, a Gundam-like setting set in the far future of the cyber tw- the Cyberpunk 2020 world. Uh-oh. Oh, wow. shit. So it's Cyberpunk 2180 is what it is. Uh, oh, God. Oh, God. Now I have to go to Amazon. <laughs> Nice. It's uh, $16 on eBay. I found one. Oh, wow. Wow, there is one called Power Suit City, uh, which is uh, based on Galaxy Fraulein Yuna and then Teenagers from Outer Space. Oh, God, I remember that. Um, Mecton F Dragon Knights, which is a, a bubblegum crisis conversion, which is like a fan setting thing. And then there's Metal Storm 2380. Uh, which is a fairly early fan setting that says so. Yeah. Oh yeah. There is a lot of content for this stuff, man. So, uh, mectonzeta.com is a semi-official fan site for it. So there you go. Somebody needs to do like open mecton and like breathe life into this again. I'm surprised no one, no one's done that. It seems, it seems ripe for a computer game. Um, so why don't we oh, just this is neat. So yeah, atomic rocket games, uh, runs Mecton Zeta now, and they're the official support site for Mech- the Mecton Zeta line. So I guess if you want to get stuff, you get it from them. If you can't find it elsewhere, super Jeez, hot. Where do you even, Oh my God. Well, let's shoot in robots. What? I was going to shoot this in the oh, head. Sp- let's, but go ahead. Oh, well, I just, I a question for Spaz. Are you still playing battle? Yeah. Um, not lately, but, uh, I know it's been, they've been pushing updates now and then. 
Okay. I just didn't know if like if the the uh fear of it had subsided or your blood was still running hot. Uh, uh with the, with the I, I've been thing. I've been kind of focused on uh Slay of the Spire and No Man's Sky lately. That's yeah. that's been kind of where my energy is gone. Mm. Uh Battletech is still on the back burner. I'm gonna get back to it, but uh but since I beat the campaign, I'm just waiting for more content to be pushed before I jump back in. Okay. Hey, and I saw, um, speaking of turn-based things, Phantom Doctrine came out today. And I got yeah. a 9 out yeah. of GameSpot, which is interesting. Um, this looks like like uh, it's getting it, ops uh, XCOM thing. Yeah, despised. it's getting mixed reviews from people I know who've played it. Yeah. Like some hmm. people are saying it's pretty good, some people are saying it's really bland. Just go it back seems to like it would be like XCOM Protocol, which is like a mash of XCOM and, and Alpha Protocol. Oh something. God, I wish there'd be more games in that universe. Oh please. No, oh. as as for this, it's um, as as we're recording this, uh, Green Man Games currently has the best price on it. If you're looking at that, it's on GOG as well. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's on GOG. Okay. By the way, if you like Battletech, folks, there's a simpler version of Battletech that I played recently called Mech Corp, which is about $10, and it's much more straightforward than Battletech. <laughs> it's got a lot of the customization, but if you were overwhelmed by Battletech, which is fair because there's a lot going on there, you might like Mech Corp. <laughs> I haven't been With enjoying it. With a bit it. of FTL thrown into it, too. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, but you got the mercenary company, you got the, um, you got the, uh, you got the random map, blah, blah, blah. It's pretty fun. So let's shoot this in the head, folks, um, cause we're all over the place and I'm hungry. So we're going to go. Um, but just a couple quick things. Uh, our month of Borderlands 2 is going to continue on Thursday. We finished the story, surprisingly, the main story. I was not expecting that. Uh, so we're going to continue to play through the DLC and level up our characters. We're going to try. Are we going to try and do Tiny Tina's next? I thought that. Was, I think yeah, that's the plan. That's, yes. that's the plan. Yeah, and then gonna, uh, we'll see from there whether we continue or not with the other DLC. Yeah, we'll see. But uh, so that's uh, Thursday night, and then next Tuesday on the podcast, uh, I've I've come up with a topic that I hope is a little more focused. It's called chasing that dragon, uh, wherein. We buy a lot of games today, uh, and I, I know for me, I buy a lot of games because I want to get that same feeling that I got when I bought a game at Egghead Software, put it in my backpack, and then spent 45 minutes riding home excited about that game. You know? Like, I'm trying to recapture something. Can we? I don't know. We keep trying, so that's what we're going to talk about next week. You know what they should do huh. is whenever you pre-order a game... They send you, like, a, a hard copy of the manual a week before the game comes out. I miss hard copy manuals. Yeah, yeah, you're just forced oh. to sit there and just sniff that manual for a week in expectation. I will tell you what, there was then one you time. Because, you know, like, on the drive home, right, you're, you're coming home from Electronics Boutique. Yeah. Stop at a red light. you got to crack that shrink wrap. Oh, my God. Get that manual out. I, I swear, I, I bought a game right before sleeping over at a friend's house for a weekend. It was like Sierra's Helicopter Simulator. Remember that one? And um, all I did all weekend was read the manual for that game. 
all I did. <laughs> and then I played the game for like three weeks straight. Just doing everything you could in that game. So yeah, I miss that kind of stuff. So yep. we'll talk about like if any games can still capture that, what maybe games are missing. Is it printed manuals? I don't know. But uh, that'll hopefully be a fun and more focused topic than whatever the hell happened tonight. <laughs> hey, so you brought up MechCorp, right? Yeah. And I looked for the game, and what I ended up with was MechCorps.com, right? And going there, that is actually the guys that apparently own the rights to the Battletech pods now. The, the, you know, the OG Battletech pods. From, back from virtual in the day. worlds. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just posted um, in the Steam chat. Yeah. So, and if you are anywhere around Austin, Texas, apparently that's where they're located. So God damn it. They, they actually still have a Battletech Center out there. So, the dream, it's not too late. It's not dead yet. <laughs> so, there you go. I've been needing an excuse to go to Austin besides their food. So I should totally make. Well, they're going to be at Dragon Con. I guess they can move the things around because they are going to be at uh, Dragon Con later this month. That's interesting. If Maybe. I'm not mistaken, uh, either they or another group take uh, those pods over to Gen Con as well. I don't know. Maybe it is them. It looks like they're. It looks like they can move them. So maybe they do. Maybe they put them on a truck or yeah, something. Yeah, they do move them around. They do charity events and stuff too. Oh man. Stuff. Maybe that'll be my fiftieth. Maybe I'll be my fiftieth birthday. Just a bunch of mech pods in my apartment. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that'd be terrible. All right. Well, thank you for listening to whatever the hell this was, folks. Uh, <laughs> what uh, I hope you've enjoyed this potpourri of a podcast, uh, <laughs> and we will see you next week. Have a great night, folks. Bye bye.